This show is sponsored by Hitler, the mystery man, supporting perverted podcast. So you just took a nap, so you're all groggy. Do we need to, like, smack the shit out of you to get you hyped in, in the zone? I know that you would like to smack the shit out of me, but that's just not going to happen. What if I just Ever. did it with my penis? Do, 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 Inspector Gadget. Do. Hmm. With the peen, you say, huh? With the peen. But remember, it's it's just, you know, a distant friendship peen face smacking. Uh, I'm going to pass. Sorry, my friend, <sighs> but I'm going to pass. Even if I shower? Even if you shower. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> damn so it. Picky. Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> I was so close. You sounded like Charlton Heston at the end of Planet of the Apes. God damn, damn you all the hell. Oh, God. I was so close. Because you know what's going to happen. Brofinger is going to be like right on the edge. Like you're going to be like doubting your life choices because you're actually almost ready to consider Brofinger. And then you're going to get a date with somebody and then fall all in love. And then Brofinger will just go you know shrivel up and die shrivel up and die it'll just curl back into my decrepit little hand that holds my phone playing pokemon Uh, go it's pretty sad actually i'm actually not looking forward to the day when brofinger actually starts to look pretty good to me that's what i'm saying it's 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 a dismal (laughs) thing but you know options are options in the meantime let's start a show the following show is for mature audiences only listener discretion is advised and if you don't like it please go fuck yourself one two three four do you feel your sex life is quite lame scared that your desires might be strange come and join the kinky world of play Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. I'm recording to live once again from the library and Kathy's bedroom. Even though Kathy's a little bit groggy right now, she's going to perk right up for the listeners. Woo! That is so lovely, (laughs) Kathy, because we like perky Kathy. Perky groggy. I like groggy (laughs) Kathy. Kathy. No, groggy, groggy Kathy too. Groggy Kathy leads to grumpy <laughs> Kathy, and that is just a bad day for all parties involved. Okay. Grumpy Kathy is a barrel of laughs. Okay, don't even start with me. Sure, sure, that's fine. Let's just <laughs> all right then move to thank you. Let's just move to Perk because I have. I mean, I've already lost almost lost my life once this week. I don't need. To do it in this show. I've almost, I was almost literally, Kathy, I'm not lying. I was literally almost dismembered by a dangerous, actual wild animal this week. I do not need you ripping my head off. Was it a pigeon? It's (laughs) a violent pigeon. (laughs) No. Okay. So I sleep in the one car, the ravioli that doesn't actually run very well. So sometimes I have to jumpstart it to move it so it's not just collecting spider webs on the tires and, you know, you get yelled at by security. So I go to, to charge the car. So I moved it there. And so it was there for a couple of days. And then I have to jumpstart it with the running car. This is the, the lameness of my life. It'd be nice to have one working car, but instead mm. I have two sort of cars. So I get the cables. I start the other car. And then I go 
and I unlatch the hood. I rip open the hood to the ravioli, and I swear to God, I don't know if I I pooped a little, but <gasps> um, all of a sudden I see my death. I see potential danger. I see a creature. I see flailing. And it took, and for, I was horrified literally for, because it was a wild animal in my engine compartment. Now freaked out and trying to get out. I felt my life flash before me for about a half a second. And I realized that I was staring at a horrified, completely dangerous, claws extended, possibly eight to nine week old kitten that oh. um, was literally, I could have died. I could have died. This thing could have literally given me such a scratch, Kathy, such, <laughs> such a scratch. It's like that cartoon with <laughs> the big elephant and Daffy Duck finds himself, I think with a big elephant gun gun and the elephant looks at him and goes you shoot that and i'll give you such a pinch it was the cat i mean literally this thing i ripped open the hood i had no idea what was going on i just see this fur and it's like and fucking flying skidding all over the engine compartment trying to find a way out and away apparently from me because maybe it's on parole or something and it doesn't want to kill me just yet or it wants to know if it can get away with dismembering me i don't know but it starts clawing its way to it goes under the hood and and then and then you know just flies off to the other side and then out of sheer relief for not dying, I just start laughing maniacally as I'm holding the trunk lid, the hood open. And uh, that's so, fucking... in other words, you have a roommate. I had a roommate. I'm pretty sure that roommate <laughs> has not come back, but I don't know. You know, kittens are pretty stupid. But yeah, that's it couldn't true. it couldn't have been more than like nine weeks old. It was a cute, just like a little cute little fucking flailing death machine. Aww. It thought to itself, this looks like a good place to spend the night. Yeah, I'll just uh, crawl and crawl up into here and uh, you know deal with this fat guy's heat. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was wow. it was it was hell. I I was very scared. It was it was a horror. <laughs> That is insane. <laughs> Only you, Boogie. Only you. I could have died. I oh, could have died. Get a hold of yourself, man. It was a kitten. It put it was it could have been rabid. It could have been a right. rabid a rabid. It could have been like a kitty cujo. It could have oh, been ra- you, I, you don't I, know. I'm thinking raccoon possum one of those really dangerous creatures that that you don't want to trust but no you it's an eight-week-old kitten it could have been nine i don't know i didn't get that much of a chance to look at it it moved pretty damn fast it was scrappy oh my god that's just what you need as an old man is a scare a fright of that magnitude that could you know, jump at your heart and start a heart attack. It just literally does a mole around with its kitten claws. It's just like, yeah, it just pulls out my heart and then just like starts eating it. But it doesn't have a big mouth because it's actually only a nine week old kitten. And it's just kind of gnawing on the left ventricle while I die. Could have happened. 
Oh, Bergie, Thank God Bergie. I survived. What have you done well. this week? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a bunch of doctor's appointments. People prodding and poking at me. And not in the good way. I mean, I would have liked it if people prodded and poked me in the Ugh. good way. First, the therapist pokes and prods my brain. And then the dermatologist. And then this other doctor. And then I'm like, stop poking and prodding me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get an orgasm at the end of it. No safe word. No, no, no cuddle, safe word. No cuddle Here's blanket. A, look, today I got three shots, various parts of my body. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Ooh, needle play. Where's my cuddle blanket? No, needle I play. hate needle play so much. No, well, me no likey. Take what you can get, no baby. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't. Beggars can't be choosers, so I should just shut up and take it. I mean, I'm sure we've probably made the joke before about how awesome if you would have brought a ball gag with you and just popped That's, it in before you get the shots. Oh, hang on, hang on. I got. I just got to get in the zone. All right. I'm ready, sir. Remember, ma'am, was that it a male doctor or female so doctor? So female. Female. Oh, great, ma'am. Ooh, that's even hotter. That's so horrible. <laughs> that's just terrible. Don't say that. <laughs> Uh, well, at least you hopefully survived and that you'll get some yeah, good surprising. news because we need good news. But we do have Kathy in Potato Mayhem. Potato Potato Mayhem is actually now going to segue into kind of our actual, we don't do this very often, but it's commercial time. Yay, we're whores! We're, we're whores. I don't know what we actually got for it, but uh, you know our friend Jay Moyes. Whoa, 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 whoa! What, what? Do you mean you don't know what we actually got out of it? Well, I mean, what we get out of it is that Jay FetishArtist.net, the guy who did our logo, he does all these great uh, kinky cartoons uh, and animations, drawings. He's uh, a lot of fun on the show. You've probably heard Jay at some time or another, especially when we had the Love Lab. He was in quite often. And anyway, he's always been a great friend of the show. He's uh, he's he's a patron supporter, and he's always had our back. And like every like little thing that he can think of that might help us, mm -hmm. like website or whatever, he's always forthcoming with that. And he also does marketing and and does some work with some other uh, organizations and stuff like that. And he has a couple that he's working with. And I just said, hey, why don't you let us plug them because it's a benefit to the listeners because they're like kink stores. And so uh, so I just said, hey, I'll go ahead and uh, plug your stores. And then we'll talk about right. DomCon after that, which is also another uh, J hookup for us. But first, what, what there's are the stores, the two stores. I'll, I'll even do my uh, my radio voice. If you want, I could uh, do the full oh my the God. thing, because the first one is the dungeon store. There's two stores. There's the dungeon store and split peaches. And uh, the dungeon store does regular play toys and the split peaches does like the sex toys, the insertables. So I'll oh. read what he has written in my, uh, my severe radio voice. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is probably going to be bad. Uh -uh. These are uh, radio warm-ups, by the way. The Dungeon Store has a curated collection of quality BDSM gear, including violet wand accessories, conductive rope, and vegan-friendly toys. TheDungeonStore.com, <laughs> the place to have all your kinky needs met. I just added that at the end because I'm a pro. 
<laughs> and then the want? other one is <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> We're helping Jay. Uh, Split yes. peaches. Shut up, man. I was ready to bust my magic. <laughs> Split peaches has sex toys made from platinum grade silicone. Their body safe and hand poured in the USA by caring kingsters. Splitpeaches.com. I, I didn't Very cool. tagline for that. I like it. Yeah. Hey, so, I'm on I'm on Split Peaches right now, and surprisingly, the dungeonstore.com and splitpeaches.com have a surprising amount of rainbow products. Rainbow dildos, rainbow paddles, rainbow flowers. What in the hell? I do sense a little uh, uh, very pride-friendly products. Um, yes. And if you go to splitpeaches.com, um, you'll see all the different colored dildos, a lot of fun dildos um, that are handmade from platinum-grade silicone, like I already said. <laughs> but what's even better is with every order, Kathy... If you go to Split yeah. Peaches, you get a free Split Peaches logo temporary tattoo. What? And if you go to the very bottom of the page, you will see a number of pictures of a female that I want to have sex with. I see them. Did you see it? You see what I'm saying. Do you want to have sex I with do. that female too? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Look at that, Kathy. We agree on hose. <laughs> so go for the hose, stay for the dildos, splitpeaches.com and the dungeonstore.com. Very cool. I don't mind I don't mind plugging stuff like that because that is stuff that's good for the listeners if you want a good quality dildo or a good quality flogger, sex toys and things like that. I don't mind plugging that. Which leads to the next thing that's going to actually be cool. This is another jmoys fetishartist.net gift to us because he works with domcom la uh which is probably the biggest los angeles kink convention like education vendors uh demos that types of stuff entertainment play parties fetish balls it's pretty much the biggest one of the year in los angeles and it's uh it's been going on for years you and i have been there uh, probably multiple times i actually performed i did comedy at one of them a few years back and that uh -huh. was a lot of fun. And so j check this out because we look important here. So this is why I'm pitching it. Um, <laughs> Jay said, hey, because he works with it's all run by Mistress Cyan, who's been in the community for like 7000 years. And she's really cool with, you know, promoting herself and stuff. So Jay got us press passes. So you and I can go and attend the party and walk on the convention floor and then we'll do a segment about it. I think that's a fabulous idea. Let's go to DomCon. Bookie and Kathy on an adventure to DomCon. Well, what's cool about it is we actually got passes to go to the Friday night play party. So I figured we would go and check that out and see. Obviously, we're not going to be recording at the play party. And we're probably not going to be recording in general because of COVID, and I don't want to put the same microphone in people's faces. But what we'll do is we'll take a lot of notes, and then I'll take pictures of the different vendor booths, like if there's cool vendor booths, but they also have stores online that our listeners right. can go to. And, uh, you know, the cool stuff. Not, not everyone, but just, you know, because there's usually a lot of vendors there that have just really cool, unique, well-made stuff. And we'll pass that right. along to our perverted podcast listeners. And I think that's going to be fun. So if you are in Los Angeles and you want to uh, register for that event, it is, which I kind of support, uh, vaccination only. You have to show proof of a vaccination or some type of medical proof that you don't require a vaccination. Um, 
So it's a vaccine mm-hmm. only, and you can go to Domcom, which is D O M C O N dot com. Uh, the uh, the event is August eighteenth to twenty third at the Hilton Hotel LAX at fifty seven eleven West Century Boulevard in Los Angeles, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I definitely right. look forward to us actually starting to get out because we had talked about going to classes and going to things, and this is an opportunity to not just go to the event, maybe check out some classes and stuff like that, but also uh, even get to go to a fancy smancy uh, play party. That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the opera of every we talk about specifically granted permission to do so. I'm feeling very bratty right now. Jesus Christ, Kathy. These are the conversations we shouldn't have in between segments that get you in these moods. (laughs) Because you're going to cut out. The listeners are literally segueing from you going, ha, 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 to a FetLife jingle to you losing your shit. And they're like, I bet something was said in between that we're not hearing right now. You know what? We We have smart listeners. They're like... You know what I bet? I bet Kathy and Boogie got into it right before this, and Kathy got mad at something. <laughs> it's true. It's often true. We did right, just have a little argumentative conversation. Perhaps we get heated sometimes, but in a loving, joyful, I'm usually yeah, right way, it. and you're usually wrong, and it's just a hard time for you to accept that permanence. So let's you just move on with better that stuff. Take that back, mister. I'm going to tell the listeners what you just said before I got mad. All right. (laughs) Today, I have a post by the lovely Silver Trinket who wrote something called He Stealthy Crept Up on His Prey. You know, I emailed her and like the grammar Nazi I am, I said, did you mean stealthily? Because you put stealthy. Oh, dear God. And she says, she was so nice. She goes, yeah, I caught that typo, but it works both ways. I'm like, okay. She had Jesus. a she had a good what is supposed to be stealthily not stealthy. Shouldn't Silver we trash them never on anything gonna... so we can get the permission <laughs> to tell the thing? Sorry, Silver Trinket. Okay, she wrote a good post, and she says in recent conversations I've been stunned at the number of kinksters who are not familiar with the term stealthing or removing a condom during sex without permission. My first encounter with a partner, I believe but can't prove that he stealthed me. He removed a condom during sex without permission, and it is not okay ever. If he does it to one partner, you know he damn sure does it regularly. But I shoot blanks, but I was tested recently. But my other partner was with her husband for a decade, and I'm the first person she has been with, so she's safe. They will find all the excuses. Someone who stealths is not safe. They are selfish and could care less about others and are only out for their own gratification. Says a good bit about the character in other matters, too. If someone goes through the effort to lie about such things, what else will they deflect? Be smart. Be safe. In my day... This was called being an asshole. I didn't know it actually had a word now. It well, you know, name. these kids, these kids today, they come up with uh, the words, which, by the way, I didn't catch the typo. I thought it looked like stealthily. 
Um, <laughs> I, so I think you're just a bitch. But uh, I am. <laughs> but this, when I first saw it, and I kind of knew the term, um, you know, stealthing. And when I, it was just, oh my God, you listeners do not know what this fucking show does to me. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there reading that and it, you know, it's bad when all of a sudden you're instantly like, have I done this? How have I done this? Cause I, you know, have I sort of done this? Have I, so I, I, and you're just, oh God, you just, this is going to be a fun topic to talk about. Mm. Um, have I ever uh-huh. um, actually been told use a condom and then pulled a condom off? No, I have not done that. That is uh, absolutely correct. That is a consent violation, and it is not good. Um, there, we'll talk about laws around this because there are no laws, obviously, um, uh, tied to this. But they are working right now. I did some extra research, and they are working on a civil law, um, not a criminal law, that you can sue somebody for stealthing you. Um, in California, they're working on that. Um, I don't know if they've, uh, how far they've gotten on that, but that is something that's in the work that's gaining ground because it is a form of assault and it is a consent violation. Somebody has given you a clear limit. I, I want you to wear a condom and you have disrespected that and tricked them and taken that condom off without telling them, um, now then that's the cut and dry. Now, the thing that makes me paranoid I had to think of my entire sex history because um, as I get older and I learn things and I don't think things are, you know, that big of a deal or, um, you know, touching someone this or if they say no, kind of, you know, being like, come on, you know, all of those things. I've done all those things. Those are all douchey, pushy things. Um, and I've done a lot of those. And over the years, as I learn things and I learn how it affects people and things like that, I've changed a lot of my thoughts and opinions. I've changed a lot of my behaviors, but I am not going to pretend I have always been from the start of my sexual career, a perfect gentleman that, uh, never made mistakes. So this is definitely one where I had to really think because, have there been times where the condom has slipped off and I've kind of felt it and then I kind of give a few pumps and then go digging for it? Yes, I've done that. Have I done things with my partners where where this has been the biggest kind of struggle is in situations like where I in uh my poly relationships where I have dated somebody, we all got fluid bonded, we fucked without condoms. And then one of the people in the group go away and then start having sex with other partners. And so then the condom rule goes back into place and you've had sex with that person for a number of years without a condom. And then you're both kind of like, well, we hate condoms, but we need to do it because it's safer. You know, it goes on both ends. It's not, it's not like everybody loves condoms. Um, it's it's a necessity. It's a necessity to reduce, obviously, pregnancy, STIs. But it, it's still not necessarily something that's fun. But it's something that you have to do. So you, it, there are a million excuses on both sides. I've had lots of partners that are like, I get irritated by condoms. I don't want you to fuck me with a condom. And I'm like, I'm, I have to fuck you with a condom. This is, this is my thing. 
um, as well. I primarily, I, I, I prefer condoms in my sex in most cases because it's, it's cleaner and you feel a little bit safer. But anyway, this is a very convoluted way of me going around, dancing around my initial sh- kind of like, how guilty of this am I and what do I do about it? Uh, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I think that's a, uh, yeah, you should ab- absolutely attempt to leave any vagueness out of any negotiations, whether it's for kink or sex. I yeah, it's a good goal to have. I certainly would not put it in the same category as this. This is a, a, a conscious, obvious consent violation for your own gratification. It's a selfish move. Um, I, if you're going to say boogie that, uh, you know, I've been guilty of some kind of subterfuge because I've kind of tried to persuade my partner something. I've tried to persuade creative explorer to take his damn condom off and it never worked. And I would needle and prod and go, I'm, I'm, I've gone through menopause. I can't get pregnant. We're, at the time, we were fluid bonded because we had didn't have any partners. I'm all, why the, f-? and you don't even come. I'm all, why the fuck are, we, are you wearing a condom? I'd like to just have sex once in my life without a condom. So I was guilty of that, and I don't consider it a bad thing. You're, you want to advocate for yourself and maybe push for something that you want. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If you're being a total asshole and you know that your partner is susceptible to that kind of manipulation and you're using that as a tool... I can get it, but I don't think anything that you said is that is well, as heinous as actually lying to a partner. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up. And, and, and once again, this is something where it's easy to say this is all about the guy. And in the situation that the poster is talking about, it is about the guy. He said he would wear a condom. He snuck it off. He fucked them. And then, you know, the poster even talked about being cool and like pretending like they took it off afterwards and then folding it up and putting it in the trash. Like, I can't understand, like, how are you going to get away with that? Because if you nut inside of somebody, you're, you know, in most cases, there's going to be some evidence, you know, very shortly after the, uh, the act of sex, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a, you're going to have a loaded jizz fucking running down your leg. (laughs) I think the end game here is regardless of all the vague, she doesn't like condoms, he doesn't like condoms, we don't like condoms here, there, whatever, all the excuses. I think the poster was very, very accurate. If somebody has given you a personal limit at the beginning of a play scene and you fail to accommodate that limit, it is a consent violation and you are in the wrong regardless of whether you like something or don't like something because if you don't like having sex with condoms that's on you you need to only be with people that will play without condoms condoms are a necessity they don't feel great to most people uh, both men and women that's not the issue here the issue here is if a personal limit is set, you need to follow that personal limit. I agree. And that's a good uh, public service announcement. <laughs> Let's end it there. And once again, I'd like to apologize to Silva Trinket for fucking up her post name 
and then calling her out about it on the show after stealthily. So- it's fine, <laughs> fucking grammar Nazis. I swear to God, you know what? If you were getting regular dick, you wouldn't give a shit. That's well, That's without regular dick in your life, everything else that normally gets taken up with that space in your mind comes back in and suddenly you're on the prowl for grammar mistakes that's what i'm saying yes i know grammar nazism is uh, grammar nazism is uh, an extension of a a failed sex life that's just all there is wow thank you for that in other words i need to get dick in order to make this a better show is that what you're saying well, I need to get vagina because, well, <laughs> yours is grammar. Look, look, look. What I mean is yours oh, is grammar Nazi. Mine is self-righteousness and anger and, you know, and, and uh, you know, trying to, to murder the world in my mind. All of those things are a reflection of the fact that you and I need more sex in our life. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. Well, maybe... We can set something like that up at DomCon when we're going to be there in a couple of weeks. I look forward to it. And this was a yes. very good, awkward um, post that makes me think about myself and definitely makes me think if I've done things that have harmed people or been deceptive, which, of course, I have because, um, you know, it's me. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you're a human and you've taken a lot of risks in your life, there's going to be some damage along the way. And... It's not an excuse, but how you deal with it and if you look at what you're doing and you do your best to make changes for the positive and consider your partner's feelings, that's the best you can hope for other than kill yourself. Wow, that's that's okay. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm going to try to improve instead of just be a okay. piece of shit and be inconsiderate. That's a good, that's a good plan. Kathy was really down and needed to be lifted up. PP listeners sent her love and virtual rubs for her butt. Did I hear right? That was virtual butt rubs? Is well, that, that's kind of... Is kinda, that what you... Well, yeah, because, you know, like a little pat on the bottom. Like, you're okay, Kathy. We love you. <laughs> You know, they pet your head, they give you a little pat, depending if it's somebody that it's welcome from. Obviously, if I came up and started patting your butt, it might get a little creepy. Um, Yeah, yeah. But there's probably I'll take it from strangers, but if you do it, that'll freak me out. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Strangers line up and some virtual butt rubs for Kathy. (laughs) This was something I really wanted to, and I don't care if it seems, it's not awkward to me because it wasn't about me. Um, for our listeners that know Kathy going through her breakup with creative explorer and all of the pain and suffering and self work that is a result of that. You've been a part of that. I think it was, who is it? Popanoff? Popanoff yes. started a, started a post on our FetLife group that legitimately I thought was pretty cool. Because it was just like, hey, let's have a little Kathy love fest and just tell what you think about Kathy, what Kathy means to you, because you were really down. And the responses that our listeners gave, I thought was not just touching from, you know, knowing you, uh, it just made me very proud and so I thought, why don't we, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's awkward for you, obviously not, because you 
you know, you're here. But well. um, <laughs> but let, I just wanted to read some of the responses because there's a couple reasons. Reason number one, you and I have some low self-esteem issues at times. And these are just validations that total strangers think these ways about you. And it's kind of hard to deny when people write articulate things that you can tell that they thought about. It's hard to deny that you're not as big of a piece of shit as you sometimes think you are. Yes, that's absolutely fucking true. And when I saw that, I, I thought that's so nice. And then people started writing in and he basically said, let's, hey, if you have something, Kathy's going through a bad time, if you have something to say. And there was so, there was real thought behind what everyone said. And it, it really touched me. And and my my therapist and I have been working on on this chronic uh, uh, low self worth, this um, worthlessness that has been permeating my entire life. And it's hard to go through therapy, you know, and have <clears throat> have your therapist ask you a bunch of questions, and you relate the segments of your history and your childhood, and then he will very casually draw the line between that and the way I'm behaving today, 55 years later. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm like, huh, okay. And it's, it's not fun to listen to, but it is also is, is material and tools that I can use. And so one of the things that I've been doing is on the document you keep hearing me talk about where I start listing and keeping track of all the things that I've changed and I'm trying to improve on and and that I have found out is you need to start tackling the things that are very, very difficult for you to tackle. And I don't like tackling those things. I don't even like writing them down because to me they're a a, a proof of of things that I'm ashamed of, proof of things that I haven't been able to or don't want to deal with more accurately. And one of them was this. These people have said kind things to me and I immediately said, well, we're not going to fucking read that on the show because I'm not going to sit there <laughs> touting my own my own value and worth. And I thought, no, motherfucker, this is one of the things that you need um, to do because it's actually quite nice. And so that that's how you and I came up with it. So shall I begin? I would love our listeners to hear some of the things some of the other listeners. All right. D- deep breath. Here I go. This was popping up since he started it off. He said, Kathy. I appreciate the down-to-earth, lived experience commentary and advice that you've given on the show, even if I don't always agree. It's always been good food for thought, and nearly every week you've managed to batter my brain with something new to consider, a perspective ingredient to bake into a delicious kink, poly, or relationship cake. You're half the reason I continue to listen and re-listen seven times now and continue to bring nuance or hilarity to the topics featured on the show. And for that, I am incredibly thankful. You provide the learning moments needed to keep baking those brain batter cakes. P.S. I also appreciate how much you whinge over Lois. It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, was my favorite part. I don't whinge, motherfucker. (laughs) So now, Kathy. That's so nice. Seven times, Boogie. How do you set now that is we, we're Fucking not gonna address amazing. we're not gonna address the <laughs> elephant in the room that Papanoff has listened to all of the perverted <laughs> podcast episodes. That's like literally like three months of a human's life worth <laughs> of perverted podcast. Uh I don't know how to yeah. e- embrace that, but it, man, <laughs> I just so want to cool. keep him by me because now <laughs> I don't have to remember any of my life. 
Like he he this guy knows more about you and I than we would ever remember about ourselves. He could literally be like, no, you think this about this. Like I could literally just walk any conversation I could have. I could be like, hey, this person said this and Popanov could lean over and go, oh, you this is pretty much what you think about that. And I go, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck you. He's our, he's our, our librarian, our historian. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So now back to what he said. Now to be vulnerable and whatever, how did it make you feel to some of the things that he said? And can you see in yourself and your actions that he would be valid in saying those things? Well, there's you're you'd have I'd have to be a complete moron, which I'm not. I mean, just I'm a little bit of a moron, but you'd have to be a complete idiot to not appreciate and accept that that's the way someone else feels about you because nobody goes out of their way to do that and it was so thoughtful it it, like i said all of these people put so much thought into it that you can't even lie to yourself and say yeah but yeah but we have determined in therapy is my thing anytime someone compliments me the first thoughts in my head are yeah but Mm, and there's no yeah but here and that's and when i when I push all that aside and I hear what he has to say, I feel unbelievably thankful uh, that we ha- that what we do makes a difference and that these people actually go out of their way to write this down. I, I'm right now I feel really, really good and, and very, um, I don't know what the word would be, but like it makes me want to cry thinking of how, how nice those words are. And I'm very thankful. Okay, this is good. I'm, let's go into the next one, and then I'm going to bring Alrighty. a point because I see a be, I see a pattern going on here. Uh, okay, which is which is good. So read the next one. Wet shave wrote and said, "I ain't the best with words, but Kathy, you're one of the most amazing, kick-ass, boogie-tolerating, and most importantly, the most relatable person I've ever had the pleasure of listening to." Whether it be from personal experience or acting as the much-needed level-headed host who's not afraid to speak her mind, you never fail to constantly make me stop what I am doing, take a good listen, and take in your words to the point it feels like smoke is shooting out. You're awesome, you're worth it, and you're inspiring. Keep being the Kathy we know and love. Fantastic. That, <laughs> I'd say that's pretty thoughtful. That is somebody who that's thought amazing. about Kathy. So now here's what I want to do. So uh-huh. I'm I'm here jotting notes in the library because that's what you do in the <laughs> library. So once again, I'm going to ask you, listening to what she wrote, I heard relatable and I heard smart. Do you see yourself as relatable? Somebody that can create a story and present it in a way in your own experiences that a number of people can relate to. I can see that. Relatable, sure. Whenever anybody is showing you their weakness, uh, they've let their guard down, and that automatically makes you relatable, and that's what we do on the show. And quite frankly, that's what I love about this show. I mean, a lot of people write to us and tell us what they love about the show, but that's what I like, that I can do that, and people respond to it. Maybe not a lot of people, but enough that we have listeners. That I have no problem taking in. Okay. The smart thing... Yeesh. Okay, well let's go let's stay with relatable. Um Okay. <laughs> just as a last thing, because once again, this is about building Kathy up. 
Um, okay. Do you believe relatable is a high quality characteristic of a good person? Um, I do. After having taken Jordan Peterson's big five personality tests, the whole uh, compassionate, um, open, and agreeable, which relatable is part of all of that. Uh, okay. I've I've started to see the value in that. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. What I'm getting at here for the listeners, if they're picking up on this, is it's easy to say, thank you. That makes me feel good. It's very nice of you to say. But part of getting better as a person is to see value in your own characteristics that maybe you don't think about. Does that make sense, Kathy? Yes. Okay. So now let's go to the fun one, which is smart. Uh That makes you feel uncomfortable. Which that makes me feel insanely uncomfortable because it's one thing I think I'm not is smart, intelligent, intellectual. I don't think I'm any of those things. I I think that I'm a I am a um, low achieving, procrastinating dumb person i mean i know that um that those i'm trying to be very very honest this is that's my opinion and so it was one of the big issues between me and creative explorer because he is ridiculously smart uh sharp as a fucking tack um uh, can take abstract thought and intellectual thinking to a level i never even dreamed of and standing next to him or anybody of that caliber makes me feel like a fucking child and I just want to run away and crawl under a rock because there's no fucking way that I could ever reach that. And I, I just, in fact, this is funny because it came across in therapy that that I just feel like an idiot most of the time. So this is a big deal. I think with a lot of people, I think a lot of our listeners can relate with the, not just the belief that you're not smart, but the fear of being dumb and the fear of looking dumb. I know a lot of fights come up from people making me feel dumb or making other people feel dumb because there's this whole thing about smart that I think the majority of us really get confused as though smart is just one thing that we look at, you know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's easy. He's, he's an astrophysicist. He, you know, he's got multiple degrees He knows lots of things and he's pretty good about explaining it. So you're, it's easy to say, Oh, that person is smart. Mew, uh, without a doubt, I watched that whole fucking process of her studying to get into med school and saw the endless tables filled with whiteboards with scribbled fucking, uh, computations and, and uh, whatever they call I don't even know what they call those fucking things. Um, just like Greek looking shit. And she could explain everything. This this person is half my age. I am literally twice as old as this person. And this person knows 20 times more than I do in those fields. But that's not always what smart is. That's a type of smart. That's absolutely an intelligence, the ability to grasp things, the ability to have spatial recognition with equations. They're called equations. Um, To have that, that is absolutely one type of smart. But there's another type of smart that is applicable in life. 
and that is smart enough to share your thoughts and feelings in a way that somebody else will understand. Right. You can't deny that. You can't deny that you have life experiences and that you have learned things about life that are true. They work out that way. You do things this way, it doesn't work. You communicate this way, it does work. How can you say that that's not smart? Well, I mean, I you're right in all of that. Here's the the thing. I, I'm reading a book called The Undervalued Self by Elaine Aaron, which is absolutely wonderful. But in the undervalued, chronic, chronic low self esteem and worthlessness, it comes because we rank ourselves against other people. Hmm. And ranking is a new word I've learned and. In psychotherapy, that is what I have done all my life. You place yourself next to someone and you rank yourself. I'm better than them or I'm worse than them. And I've done that all my life. And my self-esteem goes up and down like a roller coaster depending on who I'm ranking myself against. Mm. So this is uh, being smart, being having a good intellect, being intellectual. It, all of that has always been a huge, huge area in my life where I feel... Um, like I rank so low be below other people that um, it's something that I'm currently tackling and and trying to mm. understand that that you can't be everything. You can't be great at everything. And you have to be okay with that. That's what I'm struggling with now is being okay with it. I think that is wonderful. And I hear what you're saying. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that I am a smart motherfucker in a very slim margin of options of intelligence as far as math as far as being able to recall things and you know you are 10 million times more well-read than i am you are way smarter than me in so many ways but i don't think that means i'm not smart in certain ways and so what i've had to do is i've had to let go of my competition with people that are just blatantly more intelligent with me in many of the ways that I kind of wish that I could be smart. And instead I just focus on the smart that I am good at, that I can feel smart about. And I'm able to internalize that and have some self-worth over that. Right. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It's a, it's a, it's a tough uphill battle. Shame where our evolutionary evolution is an evolutionary um, advantage so it's hardwired into us, and um, but in modern society, it doesn't always help us. So it's something that I think we fight against. And for me, I have a lot of shame when it comes to my um, my smarts. Barely graduated high school, I find so many concepts almost impossible to understand. And uh, so yeah, that's just what I'm working on. Well, okay. so there's a couple of other small ones. Should I read them? Yeah, I want first. I just wanted okay. to throw. I have a fifth grade education. So I win. Yeah. I'm dumber than you. Oh, my God. Really? I am in your face, you but I am win. brilliant. <laughs> okay. All right, read a couple Amazon more. Princess chimed in. She's so sweet. And she says, all the praises for Kathy. You're such an inspiration. And I have learned so much from your stories, comments, and observations. I love that you have such a no-holds-barred approach to opinions you feel passionate about while also being respectful of other people's opinions. You're an amazing person. All the love to you from Kiwiland. <laughs> That's so sweet. That is uh, that is very thoughtful. 
That's you're, very you're, nice. All right. You're observant. I, I, it went quick. Yeah. No, no, no. What did you think about that? What did you think about those um, qualities that she pointed out? I like, uh, you know, uh, that I feel always feel like such an asshole when I get aggressive. And that's also something that I struggle with is that um, I, I had this talk with a friend the other night. Is it possible to be confident and aggressive without being an asshole? And for me, I find it hard to distinguish between the two because I have such a hard tenet within my brain that says you must not be pushy. You must not be um, a bully. You must not be irritating uh, because my currency I learned very early on in life is to be in life is to be agreeable and to be um, well liked and I can't go against that and so to be considered pushy and rude and annoying um, I equate that with being aggressive and confident so I'm having a struggle right now pulling those two apart because I I know people who are aggressive and confident um, in in real life. I know them personally, and there are also uh, well-known figures that I know who have that kind of charisma and have that kind of confidence that just draws people to them. And I've never pushed pulled the two apart. I've always thought of them as similar. And I would like to be able to speak my mind and walk away without thinking, without ranking myself and thinking, you were just an asshole. That person is going to hate you for the rest of your life. I need to be able to separate those two, and I haven't quite done that, but it is on my list. So to be, as she says, no holds barred approach to opinions that I feel passionate about, but also being respectful of other people's opinions, that statement means a great deal to me because it means that I've been able to traverse that. Very, very good. This has been interesting. Even I think this was more, it was interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to the listeners because we are getting into the things that deal with our self-worth and other people are sometimes very good at pointing out because these are people that have listened to you, some of them for years, some of them for years and years. And so these are the observations that they're making about you and there's right. a certain amount of disrespect that you would be handing people, basically telling them they're idiots, if you can at least internalize some of the things they're saying to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure, yeah. You absolutely. know, and so because sometimes we get so self-deprecating that we're like, ah, and basically you're calling someone a complete idiot for telling you what they see. Yeah, I have to stop the yeah, but in my head. Right, right, <laughs> no, right. You, if you're doing that, you're not respecting people. I think that's great. This is great. I, I want to stop here and jump okay. into some more of these next week and get it. I just think this is really cool. I think this because it's challenging yes. me to think about the things people say about me. Obviously, Papanov said, we're not going to do this for Boogie because he's a prick and wouldn't let us, um, <laughs> which is true. I'm, I'm trying to just hold together and not kill myself. So, but I am, but I just want everyone to know, I do internalize the things that are said to me. And I do think about those things and, and say, if people are saying they observe this about me, and especially people that have listened to my babble for long enough, I have to actually pay attention to that and believe that maybe what I think of myself isn't as awful. And that's how we keep going. And I think that's exciting. And let's do this again next week. Yay. So let's end the show. Yay. Woo-hoo! Yay. 
That is the end of show 323. Thank you to all of you who support us by listening to our show, pimping us out to your friends, tagging us on FetLife, or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. If you're in the market for Halloween candy corn colored dildo or a hand spanker, which I just saw and I'm dying to get, visit thedungeonstore.com and splitpeaches.com. And when you see stuff that you want to get, type in the promo code perverted podcast to get yourself a nice little chunk of 10% off of your cart. And if you'd like to reach out and thank you, by the way, to Jay for setting all of that up and for also getting us to DomCon this year. Boogie not going to be at DomCon. We're going to be taking pictures of ourselves and posting them on the website so you can see that, yes, we actually do exist and we actually do get out to kink events. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, what, what? I was going to say, we'll probably, I may bring the little recorder and then you and I will record each other. You know, maybe we'll do a couple little jump-ins. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could do Like, that. I'll bring it so because I just don't want to put the microphone in, like, 7,000 people's faces because that's kind of, you know, kind of gross. That's rude. Yeah. Uh, at least we at have this. To get, we should get permission. We have to get permission to do that. Well, we can record each other. We don't need permission for that. I just need your permission. Kathy, hi. We do a show together. Can I record us now? Thanks. I give you permission, Boogie. Thank you for your blanket <laughs> permission. Let us talk. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do that, too. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us through our FetLife profile, cleverly entitled Perverted Podcast. Thank you, Thank Kathy. You, Kathy. Thank, Thank you, Perverted, you, perverted podcast, podcast listeners. I just, I just keep, keep growing. growing. I just, I, I, I hate when you, when you fuckers, fuckers challenge me. me. I hate, I hate when, when posts come up, come up that make me think, think about my possible past things, things I did wrong that I didn't think were. I, right. I just, I fucking, I fucking hate it, but I really, I don't, I don't think, think I could ever become a better, become a better person without, without it. And, and so, so I'm really, really, really grateful for you guys challenging me all the time on these topics, these emails that you guys send in when you actually care enough to send those in. <laughs> See what I did there? Little Gil. Oh, wow. That in. <laughs> Throwing that in. Bakura sent one today, by the way. It's in the Gmail. He had a topic he wrote about. So uh, so people are starting to, to feel the guilt and they're sending in a perverted podcast at gmail.com. But it is a, a great experience and we're definitely trying to do more things to improve the quality of this show that we present to you every week without fail and we love you and we will see you guys again next week for 324 I want to play a in your vagina